0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming
1: resources. Chicago Bears fans, that was a tough game to sit through on Sunday. You know, their offense was bad in the first while the defense kept them in the game. But then in the second half, the offense kicked into gear, and then the defense ran out of gas. You know, it basically came down to a special teams play. And field goal kicker. Cody Parkey missed a long one, but like I tweeted on Sunday, that was a, a three phase failure. Um, you know, Matt Nagy and Vic Fangio deserve someone to blame too. Uh, I did have some issues with the game plan on both sides of the ball, but especially on defense. But then again, what it really mattered with, with what was called defensively, if the players are going to miss 19 tackles, according to Pro Football Focus. But, with that being said, the Bears lost a game that was actually right there for them. You know, a, a different bounce to the ball here, uh, a, a, silly pe- a, a, a silly penalty not called there, and we could be actually looking at a 4-1 Chicago Bears team, but they're 3-2. Uh, they're still in first place in the NFC North, and and these two losses they have this year have come by a combined four points, and that is not too shabby two points here. You know, the, the talent is still there on defense. And I'm going to chalk up that second half in Miami, uh, that meltdown to the heat and the humidity. And then the offense, man, it's it's been growing on a week-to-week basis, and I expect them to keep trending upwards. But before we go any further, let me welcome you guys to my podcast. This is T-Formation Conversation. I'm your host, Lester A. Wiltfunk, Jr., editor-in-chief at SB Nation's Windy City Gridiron. And in case you guys missed the huge news from my last show, uh, we debuted this a little over a week ago now, but we are now part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Which means, you guys subscribe to the to, to, to us, you are going to get you know all of the Windy City Guardian podcasts and on one channel. So make sure you subscribe uh, wherever it is. We'll go over those later, but subscribe to the show. You got to do it. Um, you got my show. You got uh, uh, Andrew Link's podcast. Um, I think we have uh, uh, a podcast from from uh, uh, Robert siglinski We have a few other shows in the works. Definitely get on the subscription. Check it out. And then while you're at it, make sure you follow the entire Windy City Gridiron crew on Twitter. You can find us all collectively at WC Gridiron, and also give me a follow on there as well at WiltfongJR. So, guys, can we talk about Jordan Howard? You know, when Matt Nagy was hired as head coach of the Chicago Bears, immediately speculation started up about the type of running back that he needs to run his offense. You know, he's coming from the Andy Reid coaching tree. We're talking West Coast offense, uh, some spread concepts. You know, he wants to to stretch the field, you know, vertically, horizontally, he wants to get the ball all over the place, and, and that comes with a, a, a tailback that can catch the ball out of the backfield. That was the assumption, you know, and, and with what the Bears had, he was inheriting a bruiser in Jordan Howard and he was inheriting a scat back in Tariq Cohen. You know, Cohen did add a little bit of muscle in, in the off season, but I still think he's a little small to be a lead back for an NFL team. You know, don't get me wrong, I don't think he's he's too slight to play the position. I just think as a guy that is going to be a lead back, you know, I'm not saying the bell cow, I'm saying just the starter, you know, I'm not sure he has the size for that. I think in tandem he's perfect, but I think his versatility also leads to him being more of a, of one B rather than a one A you got three Cohen. You can line him up as at, 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 at tailback line him up in the slot as a receiver on the wing. He can go out wide. He can play some wildcat quarterback for you. So I think the versatility from Trey Cohen kind of is more of a chess piece that you want, and as a guy that's better coming off the bench. So if Cohen is the 1B, that makes, How- makes Howard the 1A, but Howard has to show he can fit the offense still. And, and there was some trade speculation that popped up, you know, earlier this year, but but Matt Nagy put the kibosh on that in the summer um, by saying I'm going to actually quote him here, but here's his quote. There's this notion that he, Howard, is just a first and second down back, and I don't believe that. Matt Nagy says, you know, Jordan can play all three downs. We're going to do that. We're going to use him, and we're going to use other guys on first and second down when we need to. It's important for Jordan to know and for everyone on our offense to know that he's a big part of this. The kid has had a very successful career so far. We're crazy as coaches. If we don't understand that, we don't use that to our advantage. So, he talks about the importance of getting Howard involved because he's a talented football player, and I think that's that's a given. Uh, and then we t- we're going to talk about Howard's receiving issues, which we talked a lot of, about on the show. We talked about a lot on, on, on WCG. It's been talked about on social media. It's been talked about all over the place. But here's a guy that worked hard in the off season. He had a great training camp. I don't think he had any drops in his camp that I remember talking about. Um, so far this season, 10 receptions, no drops. I'll take it. He's looking good so far. But these last two games, he has not had any chances as a receiver. I think he only had one target each game the last two. His overall touches have also went down the last couple games. In the first three games, he averaged 21 touches a game. But in the last two games, he's only averaging 12.5 touches per. You know, I think the Buccaneers game was kind of a scheme thing, and I actually talked about that on my last podcast. I just think they like the mismatch that Tariq Cohen gave them. And since teams have been focusing on Howard so much, you know, the first three weeks they kind of wanted to mix it up a little bit. But but the Miami game, I thought there was an opportunity to pound Jordan Howard a little bit more. Um, Yes, I did see him call himself out of the game in overtime. You know, that man was just spent in in the heat and humidity. But I would have liked to see them get a few more touches for Jordan Howard earlier in that game. I think it would have helped him out in the long run. You know, but even though the perception is that he's not getting many chances, his numbers when you look at him. They really aren't that far off what he did last year. You know, last season he had 92 touches through the first five games in the uh, the John Fox-Dowell-Loggins offense. And this year in the Matt Nagy offense, he has 88 touches. You know, I know math wasn't requirement here, but uh, that's only four touches off from last season. Not really a big deal. You know, I honestly think Jordan Howard's touches and his playing time are going to be determined each week, uh, kind of depending on the opponent uh the conditions the game plan you know this is a a brand new offense you know howard is not the clear cut top dog anymore the first two years as a pro he he didn't start that way as a rookie but he he quickly became the the man he became the alpha you know that rookie year and, and then last year again he was the same same thing he was the the top dog you know but but this is this is not that offense this is a different offense and and GM Ryan Pace made sure he went out there and he addressed the offense in the, in the off season and you know there's just more playmakers in this this season than than years past with Jordan Howard Mitchell Trubisky you know he's playing good you know he he looks like. You know, the, 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 arrows pointing up on him. You know, the last few games have been good. Honestly, this whole season's been good. Yeah. He's had a few misses here and there, but, but overall his body of work, he's improved each week. His footwork's getting better. His, his touch is getting better. You know, he's playing good. And, and like I said, the arrows pointing up on Trubisky, you know, Tariq Cohen. We talked about him, you know, Alan Robinson, you know, he was a legitimate number one receiver with the Jacksonville Jaguars until he got hurt last year, but this is a guy that has done it in the NFL. You know, the Bears paid him a lot of money. He's in as the number one. And while he hasn't really had a huge breakout game, his presence is felt. And I think him and Trubisky are starting to get that connection a little bit. Uh, Trey Burton, tight end. You know, they brought him in. Anthony Miller, the rookie receiver. You know, he, he, when he's in there, he's, 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 he makes a difference. And then how about Taylor Gabriel so far? You know, they're using him all over the place. You know, he, he's gotten a couple carries on offense so far as, uh, on some, on some end of rounds and stuff like that. You know he is their version of Tyree Kill. You know him and Terry Cohen kind of fill that role a little bit as the zebra receiver. Um, that's what Matt Nagy wants. He wants the guy they can kind of take this to top up a defense with the speed. But he likes Gabriel. He's moving him all over the place, and he's a guy that has made a difference so far you know, on this young season. But with this offense, there's one ball, and I can't see any one player dominating touches with, with the way this offense is made up. It's just it's just not going to happen. You know. You got to feed everybody, you know. Uh, when, you look, when you look at the quarterback Trubisky, he's like a point guard. You know, it's his job to get the ball to to, to where it's going to go. He's looking for the mismatch. Uh, he's looking for the open guy. You know, and and yeah, some weeks are going to scheme guys differently. That's just the way it is. You know, Matt Nagy is always thinking. He's always teaching. He's always coaching. You know, he wants to find an identity from a week to week basis. And it's going to mix up. I mean, we may see a, a, a huge game from, from Robinson in a couple weeks because the, the way the, the corners may be. You know, we may see a, a bigger role for Trey Burton coming up here because he likes the mismatch a little better. And, and, and when it comes to Jordan Howard, like I said, I think it's going to come, his touches, his, his playing time. And, and he was a little frustrated a couple weeks ago, and, and I'm okay with that as long as it doesn't become a thing. You know, and, and I want my playmakers to want the ball. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, like I said, but there's a fine line between wanting the rock and being selfish about it. And so far, you know, Jordan Howard or or, or anyone else in that offense, for that matter, no one's making it a thing. You know, they understand what's going on here. They understand it's a young offense growing and learning in the new system. The offense will be fine. Jordan Howard is going to be fine. I have no concerns. You know, his playing snap percentage, you know, it is trending down a little bit, but again, that's a game plan thing. You know, just kind of so we get, get it all out there. Here's a snap percentage in each game so far. Um, I looked it up, so I want to make sure I share it with you guys. Uh, 71% in the Green Bay game. And I think he had a five yards per carry pop in that game. a pretty nice game. Not, not a lot of a uh, touch. I think he had 18 carries, but you know, he looked like Jordan Howard. We just wanted to see him run the ball a little more. Um, week two against the Seahawks, his percentage was uh, 73%. And then the downward trend started um, against the Arizona Cardinals. He was at 62%. And then against the Buccaneers, we talked about, I think it's more of a game plan thing, but he was only at 54% of the snaps. And then last week against the Miami Dolphins, uh, he was at 51%, and that number actually would have been lower uh, if it wasn't for the overtime period. So, as his playing time has decreased, basically so as his touches, but again, He's only four off of last year's pace. So, is there anything really for us to worry about? I don't think so. You know, I still have hopes that this offense, uh, as they keep gaining, gaining, gaining some comfort with each other, and and as as Matt Nagy gets comfortable as a play caller, which I think that's still an issue in my opinion. And he also has learned how to utilize his talent. I mean, this is all a, a a thing he has to learn. You know, he's not a finished product by any means. He's in his first year as a head coach. He's only been a play caller for what 10 12 games so far, so you know he's he's in a new offense, he's in a new system. He has to balance being the offensive coordinator and being the head coach and it sucks, but there are going to be some 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 hiccups along the way. It is what it is. Don't get too down on him. You know, let's see how this whole thing plays out, but but I think the body of work we've seen so far, you know, I think there's some good positives. You know, there are some negatives, but again, they're all learning together. They're growing together, and I think we're going to be good there. So, you know, We'll see how things go this week against the Patriots. Um, I think the Bears have a chance to play a little ball control, a little more play-action stuff with Howard. We'll wait and see what happens on Sunday against the Patriots. And you know what? That is a wrap on our brand-new T-Formation conversation. Thanks for stopping by. and Make sure you guys subscribe to the show by going to the Windy City Gridiron Podcast channel. You can find us on iTunes. On Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, and also on Art19. Make sure you leave the show a rating on there as well. So until next time, bear down, my friends. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation,
0: and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include